0: commencing operation invasion as in within the confines of these comics we will see an organic race known as Wraiths shapeshift and be more than meets the eye easily tricking the humans which we did at first so not impressed cheap squishy knockoffs anyway let's see if kilobyte can provide the same form of entertainment without his co-hosts
1: Hello and welcome to another special segment of Kilobytes Corner, where I cover the comics Onyx Prime and Compuchon are too busy to revisit but are part of the timeline. Today we are covering Transformers G.I. Joe First Strike Champions. As always, spoiler warning. So if you haven't read it already, I highly recommend you go back, read the comic, and then come and listen to the podcast. Now onward with the podcast, let's dive in into some fun facts and trivia before the summaries. There are six comics. Each of them being First Strike One Shots, which include Micronauts, ROM, G.I. Joe, Mask, Optimus Prime, and The Transformers. The first First Strike comic was released September 27, 2017, and the last one was released November 8, 2017. Writers are Christa Gage, Aubrey Sittersons, and John Barber. I'm so sorry if I butcher your name. The artists are Chris Panda, Lias Chiarisisis, Guido Guidi, John Wyckoff and Priscilla Tramontano, with colors by David Garcia Cruz, Mark Roberts, Thomas Deere, and Joanna Lafuente. Now for some trivia. In Rum First Strike, to convince Rum of their true nature, Biotron highlights his own mechanical physiology and that raids are unable to possess inorganic matter, except that Cybertronians are inorganic and the raid's ability to possess them is a plot point in the Rom vs. Transformers shining armor. Is this an error, a spoiler, or does it have something to do with Cybertronian sparks? Hmm. In Mask First Strike, the biggest error in this one shot is that Destro is seen on Earth with Cobra Commander when he was last shown on Cybertron getting arrested and thrown in Cybertronian jail. In Optimus Prime First Strike, the flashback depicts Centurion as Bumblebee fighting alongside Dominicius as Optimus during the showdown against the Elder God. Though Bumblebee was one of the only Autobots not to appear at Port Cenotaph during the events of Infestation 2, he's also sporting his World War II automobile from the Revolution No. 5, as opposed to the streetcar body he uses in that miniseries. And finally, in Transformers First Strike, Cup loses his right hand to Talisman Energy on page 17, and it's the subject of a joke on page 20. Unfortunately, while it is missing in page 20, on panel 3, he has been drawn with both hands. Now, for some summaries. While Cybertron descends into chaos, the Micronauts find themselves targeted by a Dire Wraith plot, and their only hope is to seek out the aid of Rom, the Space Knight. Rom and the Micronuts join forces to combat the threat of the Dire and inspire more sinister alliances. The Joes go on the defensive when the Reborn Cobra joins forces with Venom. G.I. Joe struggles to take down Venom's King Cobra Mecha. That was a fun fight. And the Revolutionaries join forces once more when Blackrock and Centurion become targets during the Baron Ironbot's attack on Cybertron. Finally, RC teams up with the revolutionaries for a mission into the wilds of Cybertron to rescue Blackrock from the apparent treacherous Centurion. And as always, this information has been taken from the wiki. So we start off with the Micronauts. Since they're so small, they come from the Microverse. They're very, very tiny. They're in a patch of grass in front of somebody's house, and they're discussing being on Earth and how earthly culture works and trying to figure out what to do next and seeing that it's not very threatening earth right now like for for it to be a new dimension and suddenly a lawnmower comes by and they're flung and almost killed which was a little bit terrifying i thought we lost two of them but after managing to escape the lawnmower some weird flies touch two humans that were mowing the lawn and one of them starts converting into this Dire Wraith monstrosity and so the Micronauts fight off the flies and figure out that they're dying on their own after a quick battle. So they're they're trying to figure out where they're coming from and like try to stop to protect these humans. So they find the layer of two Dire Wraiths, one being a magical user and the other one just being like an acolyte, an apprentice to this Wraith. And so they try to fight them off, but they they are overpowered by the wraiths, and the powers of magic kind of overwhelm the micronauts since it's not a power they've seen in their world. So they retreat and try to find Rom. And when they do find Rom, Rom's detector, since they've been in contact with the flies before and they had the the wraith DNA in them, he thinks they're wraiths and that they're lying to him, even though they're so tiny. So they, there's a fight that ensues, and after. A couple of punching and convincing arguments from figures out that they are telling the truth and they work together to fight the Wraiths off and they go back, they find the Wraiths location, they protect the humans from a Wraith attack, Uh, they were creating this pathogen that will infect the human life and will propagate from one human to the other, creating more Wraiths, and so they managed to put that plan to halt and protect the humans, but the raids do manage to escape. And so the Micronauts decide that they need to figure out how to go back to their universe and their colony. And Rom will continue fighting the raids, so they just say, Hi, thank you, but no thank you, we'll just go, if you need us, just give us a call. And I'm like, okay, I guess they team up once and once things settle after one fight, we'll just leave everything, everything will be fine. So that was a little bit kind of funny. And at the end, we see Baron Karza appear in front of the raids and tell the leader of the raids, the, the magical user, that if they team up with him, they, they will be able to achieve more. And the raid says, hey, you, we already teamed up with you and you betrayed us. And he's like, but hey, you were going to betray me first, really. So I just took... The first step in betrayal. And I'm like, that's not a good argument. But they decide to talk it out after agreeing that, yeah, we would have betrayed you as well. So I thought that was pretty funny. And that's the end of the First Strike Micronauts comics. So the next comic covers the G.I. Joe with the rise of the new Cobra Commander. And they are working together with Venom, giving them some special vehicles that almost look Cybertronian. Especially the truck almost looks like Optimus Prime. And they start stealing some artifacts. And it's up to Shipwreck and his group of G.I. Joes that are stationed on Earth to try to stop him. Since Scarlet and uh, Roadblock are on Cybertron at the moment. And he, Shipwreck doesn't think he's really cut out to be leader. He's trying his best and trying to get everybody on board. And so they, they managed to find one of the locations the Cobra was attacking. And the, they managed to fend them off for a little bit, but they stole the artifact nonetheless. So they bolstered their defenses, put more G.I. Joes out in different museums, and had them be ready for any attack at any moment, because they were targeting some uh, a specific kind of artifact uh, or collection, is the antediluvian Collections. It's kind of hard to pronounce you and your Earthling names, but... They were targeting that specific collection for a big plan, which the G.I. Joes don't really know about, and so they get a hit on where the next attack is, and they all roll out, (laughs) and after a big battle ensues, the Venom forces manage manage to combine their vehicles into a Cobra, but luckily G.I. Joe has a Cybertronian in their ranks as Skywarp. Skywarp has been working with this new team, not getting along that well. But they managed to fend off the giant Cobra combiner, which looks pretty cool. Needs a little bit more, I feel like, protection. I feel like it has a lot of joints that could be hit and could create more damage. But nonetheless, it was a pretty cool combiner. And after fighting them off, they managed to protect New York this time. But sadly, Cobra managed to get the artifact that they needed and escaped with it because Storm Shadow managed to defeat Quick Kick and they stole the artifact. And towards the end of the comic, while the G.I. Joes are celebrating of a good victory and Shipwreck is happy with finally leading the, the, the team in having a successful mission, we get a little tease of Cobra and them gathering the relics to do a ritual of some kind, uh, which would be the end of the comic. That We get uh, enemies joining the ranks. We got Crocmaster and Raptor and they're bickering, (laughs) they don't like each other. And that's pretty much what happens in G.I. Joe. There is a I think it's a Joe we he doesn't interact. There's like just two panels and he's having these nightmares of war and like a lot of hands in the air and like hands coming from the ground. Uh, But it's never specified if they are a G.I. Joe member or if there's just like a human that's been having these weird visions. Uh, So I'm assuming that'll pay off with the G.I. Joe comics, if if that's something you're interested with. And finally, we get to the Transformers comics, where it's another side of what we saw in the previous First Strike, when Iron Blunt Tax is just another perspective and another mission that happened. And at the beginning, we get Optimus Prime and Marissa talking to the camera on how this alliance is beneficial for both the human race and the Cybertronian race. And yes, at the beginning, there was war and nobody liked each other. And we still don't trust each other after leaving and coming back and leaving and coming back. (laughs) So after a little bit of that, we meet Centurion and Blackrock. And Optimus is trying to help Centurion understand kind of what's wrong with him, really because Centurion and a, a character by the name of Mike Power have been combined into one single body and which is Centurion's body but there's two minds inside of his cortex because of Krieger and so they're trying to help Centurion find who he is and understand what's happening to him and to see how they can help especially Blackrock since he's also half cybertronian half human in that case and so we get a little bit of flashback on that Centurion landed on Earth, and he thought he was Bumblebee, but he ended up not being Bumblebee. It was all part of somebody else's plan. And they do mention that there was a one-eyed Bond. Shockwave. <laughs> and uh, they, these are the same bots that we covered in the Hearts of Steel comics. Uh, so the bot that we see in those comics that calls himself Bumblebee is actually Centurion. Which was, I think it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool, cool callback. And it was like a kind of fixes the issue of like, hey, why is Bumblebee here? But then suddenly we're on Cybertron, Bumblebee is also there. So I guess that fixes the that little issue, and that's also the character that they call Optimus Prime is also not Optimus Prime there. So that that all gets fixed a little bit later. Also part of Shockwave's—it's always apparently it's always Shockwave's problem and issue with having people assume that they're somebody else. But after talking, we get uh, Action Man and Cup having a nice view of the event and RC joins them and they have a little conversation there, pretty nice hanging out together and suddenly the attacks start happening. Once again, Iron Blood attacks, our Optimus, Marissa and all the humans start retaliating and trying to get everybody to safety, but this time we take another perspective where... Blackrock and Centurion have been uh, kidnapped. And so it's up to RC, Cup, the Action Man, and, uh, and Miss Mayday to rescue them while Optimus Prime and Pyromagna and RC and Starscream deal with the rest of the invading forces. And so we get a cool shot of Blackrock in his robot mode, which I really like. I think it's a pretty cool bot mode compared to the last time we saw it. Like this one has a little bit more details and stuff like that. But Captain Ironblood has hired a very good mercenary apparently. And so the mercenary manages to kidnap Blackrock and Centurion and take them into the wilds of Cybertron. And so we see a little banter between Cup, RC, Action Man and Mayday as they are working together and kind of establishing this Cybertronian and hu- human relationship in this team and kind of how they can work as a as a group, you know. And so through a little bit of searching Colditz, which is the bounty hunter and a in the there's a one of the the ninja it almost looks like a ninja wraith on that team as well. They're bickering. They're like, hey, you're leading them to us. And it's all part of, of his plan. And so upon upon finding centurion and black rock a bomb goes off luckily nobody's hurt and i see our seeing cup managed to avoid it we get a little backstory between centurion and Blackrock, like telling his story to black rock and kind of getting letting black rock understand that he's not going free will like he's not like going with iron blood because he wants to he just wants to go there because he wants to kill krieger so that's his ultimate goal But in the midst of the battle and the explosion, Centurion starts glowing, and he says that he is one with the Talisman, which is the Usain Talisman we saw in the first track that uh, sucked out all the Energon from uh, Cybertron and sent it to Unicron. So uh, Centurion activates that, and it was too much for him, so he falls into stasis and is frozen for a little bit and pretty much knocked out and... But not that, which is which is good because Cup and R.C. didn't want to kill, him, didn't have want to wanna have to kill him really because he's brand new. they're trying to help. This is all you know, human and, and Cybertronian relationships. He's half human, so like they didn't want to have to kill him, but they needed to stop whatever he was doing. But luckily, his own body kind of rejected the process, and, and he's now in stasis. And towards the end, we just get Cup and. And Action Man and Mayday and RC just like talking, how it all worked and that they had fun. And again, Cup tells a joke that uh, Action Man was hitting on RC and he's like, Yeah, I like older women. And so Action Man just throws back that Cup hen- you know was pretty handy. And it was all a joke because he lost a hand in the battle. And that's pretty much it. That's kind of what happens in these one shots. There's not too much interesting happening. Uh, I I would have to give this to Rod Stars, just because the first two weren't really that interesting, like the Micronauts. They, they were all with the raids and they find Rom, they fight a little bit, then they team up and then once the coast is clear, they're like, hey, we're going back to our own comics. This was just like a one thing. <laughs> That's kind of how it felt. It was like, hey, okay, we're done with the crossover. Goodbye. And they just went back to their, their own comic series. Uh, the G.I. Joe was also... Kind of weird, not in the super weird sense. And it was <sighs> trying to get a new GI Joe team to work together, so it was a little bit kind of slow. And they they have some backstory to some uh, to some events in the GI Joe line that haven't happened with like cross path with the Transformers line. So like the Transformers have always been like GI Joes are fighting against the Transformers, and this one's mostly. Like the G.I. Joe and then Skywarp is there and that's the only reason why it's like Transformers related it's mostly G.I. Joe storylines so anything that's been happening in, in these G.I. Joe main comic line then they just kind of since they they connected it with Skywarp a little bit then that's kind of like the only Cybertronian part of it and then the kind of combining they don't mention that it's Cybertronian technology but you know it's a robot they combine that's the only thing really but nothing really major happened they didn't even save the day they ended up losing both artifacts and that you know it wasn't that interesting for the transformers one i do like the little story we got to see blackrock again and what he's doing now he's gone with the autobots so he's helping centurion i like that we kind of went back to centurion and the hearts of steel and the art is very gorgeous in all of them and i like the uh, the the interaction between cup and RC in their little spotlight episode together with action Man and mayday black rocks design is pretty cool. So overall it was like decent stories. I, I would say the transformers one I liked a little bit more. Micronauts was, is probably the least favorite one just cause it was like, we'll deal with the wraiths and then we just kind of split. And it, it wasn't like, it wasn't too in depth of what like character and, and story lore wise gi joe's will have to be in between of course because that one did cover a little bit more uh they they went into a little bit more in depth of what's going on with the story like they have these artifacts at the end we get the teaser with code Recommander. so i feel like they the the story there was a little bit more cohesive than the micronauts since they just like okay we helped you going back home bye-bye and it's like okay cool so i would have to give it two raw stars but listeners, what did you think of these comics and how many rodstars stars would you give it? Let us know by leaving a comment below. We do not have any emails to read to you today, but if you would like to get in contact with us, you can send us an email at swervspodcast at gmail.com. That is S-W-E-R-V-E-S-B-A-R podcast at gmail.com. We do want to say thank you to our Patreon supporters without you we wouldn't be able to be doing these episodes and bringing you these this content and all future content so thank you thank you so much for supporting the channel and if you're interested in joining our patreon there will be links below in the description i do want to mention that uh, i have a twitch at twitch.tv slash kilobyte prime where i stream video games and i can and you'll see me live hanging out with onyx computron and some of our other guests in the podcast having some fun playing different games talking about transformers and just all around a good fun so if that's something you'd be interested in again twitch.tv slash Prime. you can find me there live thursdays and tuesdays 8 p.m pacific standard time i will be not streaming for a while now because i have been given the title of a blacksmith and blacksmith if you are, were in the world of Transformers like Anode, uh, we are tasked with helping a Sparkling find their own form. And this process could take a little while. So I will be helping my own Sparkling find their own form. And so it, I will be away from streaming for a little bit. But if you want to help out the show even further, again, like I mentioned, we have started a Patreon. And all the proceeds will go to supporting the show and keeping the lights on. Of course, we have some tiers that offer other forms of gratitude, such as 3D printed files and entry to our Discord channel. You'll even get early access to our comic review videos a week before they're publicly released and also our D&D. We also have a goal to reach 500 subscribers. We will be holding a brand new kind of giveaway we've never done before. So make sure you click that subscribe button and tell your friends that it's a good time. And as always, we hope you're all staying safe out there. Thank you so, so much for listening. Till
0: all are one. Bye. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Swerves Bar Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Swerves Bar. If you are interested in more content, try checking out the spin off of DD series Transform and Rollout, the second and newest season titled First Stand of the Wreckers, with a brand new DM, a different story. And from what I hear, a better pilot episode than the last series. Sorry, not sorry, Onyx. Let's tune in for a preview now. What
1: can we see as we do that? Roll me roll me a sneak. Because you're using your propellers and your thrusters would make do a lot I have of sound. A you, you have wing so i wouldn't it was still you You could hear uh, them flap so roll fair. me roll me another i get advantage on sneak checks good,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> good. <laughs> oh, okay cool nine, what a what a comeback oh okay what a comeback. <laughs> Whoa. It went from one what, to a what twenty. What nice Perfect. natural one to natural twenty gain you got there! Wow,
0: <laughs> I'm gonna remember this for the rest of my days, guys. That's our one nat twenty for the entire that's, session. That's, I, if this doesn't make the preview of this episode, I'm a riot. Astonishing. <laughs> 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 There is also a YouTube channel with bonus content such as video games containing funny comments a link will be provided below. And if you are so inclined you can support us on Patreon where you can get even more bonus content such as 3D files, access to their discord, and listen to content before it is released to the public. More links will be provided below and transmission.